Welcome to the Be Plenty Podcast, a woman's wellness podcast where we discuss plenty of topics that point you to true self-care. Hi, I'm Bridget Pinnell, I'm the host, and I'm inviting you to pause and step into a space that allows you to tap into yourself, learn, and grow, where we can talk candidly about the things that move women closer to feeling whole. You will hear personal journeys, including mine, client experiences, and plenty of tangible research-based solutions and tips to help you create your best life. I am so happy that you are here today, giving yourself me time with this episode. Now, let's step right into today's topic. You are the the gorgeous nerd uh, out of the two of us. You love all things science and brain science. Um, and so today I thought was a really good opportunity to just listen to what you have to say about your brain on change. Um, change, we know, we've all experienced it. It's hard. It doesn't feel good. Um, it's hard to stay consistent. Uh, and so understanding for myself, understanding what happens to my body and my brain um, gives me encouragement to understand, okay, it's normal to to feel like this is hard because I understand the why behind it. Um, and it encourages me to stick. Um, with change, right? To continue to be consistent. Um, so Bridget, will you help me understand a little bit more about what happens to my brain on change? Yeah, no, I love, um, let's nerd out. Yeah. I love this topic. I just, I love any topic where we get to dive a little deep into like neuroscience. Um, this topic specifically gets us to dive, um, into a part of neuroscience that's called neuroplasticity. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners may have already heard of that word, um, but one of my most favorite quotes is learning is neuroplasticity. That's what it is. It's a fancy word for learning, um, but it's how the brain itself is learning and learning in essence is change. You're changing the brain when you're learning. Um, and that has a very much direct correlation to habits. When you're learning a new habit, you are learning and therefore you are tapping into your neuroplasticity um, components of yourself. And so I think, you know, a big thing that we want to maybe talk just a little about is kind of what, what's going on, you know, underneath the hood of that beautiful cranium. And um, because I think that there's when you kind of understand what's going on, it helps it helps you by our hope is that it, it helps you stay the course um because what's happening even if it seems or feels difficult is the natural process of of building uh new habits and so what i can definitely i, I won't go too too deep into you know axions and neurons um because there's a lot of youtube videos on that and i'm sure everybody you know can do that if they're really wanting to do you know go a little deeper in those areas uh and we normally have to keep our podcast about 12 to 15 minutes so um, but yeah, let's talk about change and change on the brain because it does happen. So when you, everyone has a brain, <laughs> let's just start from basics. And and as you can appreciate, when we're all growing up in, in adolescence, you know, we are starting to build behaviors and behaviors are in that process when we're building behaviors and building habits. Um, you know, there are neuropathways that are in the brain that are forming and they're not just forming, they're, they're becoming very strong. And what creates strength in a neuropathway is repetition. When you're repeating something over and over again, there's this, there's this really interesting fatty substance called myelination. 
myelin actually technically. And anytime you're repeating something over and over again, the neural pathway is getting stronger because there's this fatty substance called myelination that is forming over it. And almost like it's forming a very strong bond. It's like a sticking glue, right? And the more glue you have on something, the, the more it's going to stick. And when you have that, what's great is that the transmitters are becoming the faster. The transmission of information, the transmission of natural, you know, behavior, just natural, you know, it's, I won't go as far as to say it's a reflex. Reflex is different. But it does allow the inhibitions and the ability to to perform that habit to be much easier and less effort. Um, I won't go into some things that will most likely happen in our pods when we talk about limbic friction and some other things that play into that. But um, when you are building and you're forming and you've got a strong ability to do a habit, it's because your neural pathways are really strong. It's because probably the myelination around your neural pathways are very strong for that habit. And that's good. That's, and why does that happen is because the brain is designed to be an efficient computational engine. It wants to do that. And the reason it wants to do it is because you need, your body represents a certain amount of energy, right? And if your brain is constantly requiring all of your energy, you won't have energy to do the other things your body requires to do very well. So the brain is trying to be as efficient as possible with the energy source that your body has. And the way it can maximize energy energy efficiency is through building neuropathways and transmitters that work super fast and are super strong. So cool. So at our tiniest times of our lives, right, some of the first habits you probably don't even call a habit anymore or behavior are the first times our brain started to build transmitters for these things like you know, walking is a behavior. And we all started walking probably around the age of one. Um, you know, eating, basic activities. Um, and over time, as we grow up, we are building more and more of neural pathways to do those habits. Um, what we have never done is gone back and tried to unravel those habits, mostly. Um, but as you can appreciate over time, like nobody is smoking a cigarette when they're one. But at some point in time, they've decided whether an adolescence or an adulthood or whatever, that smoking a cigarette was something they wanted to do and that became a habit. It was habitual. And and then it became something that you know, habitual just means now it doesn't require a lot of effort to do it. It's just something that you have a natural tendency for. Um, now let's talk about unraveling. That's the hard part, right, in some cases. And what you're really doing is you, when you make a conscious decision that you want to stop doing a natural behavior, um, you're forcing your brain to prune. And pruning is when you've got a super strong, right, neural pathway, and you're now forcing it to, be, to weaken. And sometimes when you've had a habit for many years, that's a lot of, you know, unraveling you have to do for it to get weak. And when it gets weak, eventually what happens is the neural pathway detaches. And as that, is as that detachment is slowly happening, now a new habit that you're trying to correct over it is forming. So you got two things going on at the same time. You're building a new neural pathway and you're trying to weaken the one that's super strong. That takes energy. It takes a lot of energy. Um, and so... It takes energy to build a new habit, new neural pathway, and it takes energy to prune 
and remove one and weaken it to the point it doesn't, it's not there anymore. Um, and so as you can appreciate, if you're in the process of habit change, whether it's something you've never done before, something you've never, like some, basically something new that you're learning, um, that will require your body to generate energy that it necessarily has and, you know, it needs to add more energy, I guess, to your output. And the same for pruning. It's going to require energy to, to lessen. And so I often, and the reason I think this is such a great topic to talk through is because um, oftentimes when people are trying to form new habits, learn something new, um, they oftentimes are met with feeling fatigued, feeling a little depleted. Um, and they, and when you're feeling that, uh, oftentimes it becomes discouragement to stay the course versus understanding actually your body is doing, your brain's doing something pretty magical right now. And in order for it to really start building a strength in our pathway, something that you're trying to learn, just one, be compassionate and talk about, I might flip the switch on you if we have time in this one or not in a, in a separate podcast, but self-compassion becomes one of your best friends. Because um, when you're going through that period of time where you're trying to build a new habit, you most likely will be tired. Um, and that's natural. It's a natural thing. Like, I think I'd mentioned this to you like the other day, like, could you imagine if we all gave up on learning how to walk when you were young because it was tiring, but we didn't. And thank goodness we don't. And even as adults, you know, if you're trying to learn something new, you have to stay the course. You have to be consistent. You've got to build repetition. And for every time you do the habit, now the neural pathway is getting stronger and stronger. And you will find eventually over time what's going to happen is you won't be as tired. It won't require as much effort. And it becomes a natural habit. But it takes time. And anatomically, the brain is changing. The neuroplasticity, the pruning, it's all changing all at some time, all sometimes at the same time. If you're trying to remove something and do some and add something at the same time, requires a little more energy. Um, but change requires energy, and um, and it's it's a it's fascinating. A lot of people don't really recognize or become aware of that's what's happening. I think if you plan and you're aware and you plan ahead and know, oh man, um, I know I'm going to little be a little more tired for a few weeks, maybe, or for a month when I'm going through this process of, of changing my habits. Um, it's a good thing to be aware of it. It's a good thing to plan ahead. Uh, sometimes making sure that you're intentionally adding maybe a little more sleep to your routine will help. Um, or making sure that your energy sources like food are really complementing that dimension of additional fatigue that you might experience just so that you are paying yourself forward to making sure that you stay the course. Yeah. Um, to, you know, for me, I think that it's just, you, you like reminded me how wonderful and beautifully made we are created. And, um, I love just, you know, being refreshed on the idea that just because something is challenging doesn't mean it's always going to be challenging and um how you know you have to kind of remove something and strengthen something else i know we're all we've all been in the gym we've all tried to um start jogging and 
um, change, you know, habits and it just feels hard at first. Right. And so just understanding how you are, what's going on in the mind and in the body, um, for building new habits is just so helpful. It's so helpful to understand how we're made. Um, so I thank you for making that super easy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I a love- fascinating topic. You're Harvard. <laughs> yeah. I- I, you know, I could have spent uh, more hours definitely um, with my professors um, on this, on neuroscience. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody um, goes, oh, I went into one field and always said, oh man, I probably could have, if in a different life, could have done something differently. I definitely think that uh, I would have loved to have been a neuroscientist. So I will like disclaimer, I'm not a PhD. I'm not a neuroscientist. I do geek out on them. I do learn from them. I am a permanent life student of neuroscience. Um, and so from that, yeah, if you ever want to just, if you ever want to know it gives me goosebumps, it's definitely this topic. And I think it is fascinating. And you bring up a really good point that um, the brain is a muscle in a lot of respects. And it, um, and so as you can appreciate when you're first learning to build a new muscle, it's going to be fatigued at first. It's going to be sore. You're probably going to wake up the next morning and like hate yourself. <laughs> um, but interesting enough, you, you have to go back and repeat it to get the lactic acid out, to get the pain out, and then you keep building. And then what happens is within a week or two, you start to realize that five pound weight actually is easy. And now you can add 10. And and it's about repetition. It's about recognizing that there's a little pain for the gain and don't give up um, when you're in that state of fatigue because that's natural. And when you're in that, that actually means you're doing something magical's happening. That's actually what's happening. Um, that's why, you know, with our kids, I've always, when they've done something like, oh, I'm super sore. I'm like, that's really awesome, actually, because that means your body's doing something pretty cool. So funny how there's conflict in the in the process. Like when you're tired, you want to give up. And in fact, that's the time you don't. You keep staying consistent. You repeti- you do repetition. And eventually you're like, man, the habit wasn't wasn't so bad, actually. And now, you know, hopefully you're you're pretty proud of what you've done for yourself. And you keep going the course. I mean, so. Hopefully you've created a stronger pathway that becomes your new normal, right? It becomes easier to go on that jog than not to go on a jog because that becomes your new normal. Um, I think in the holistic world, it's important to also be mindful of when you're going through change and a really great way of being mindful in a state of change is to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Understanding how your body works, um, understanding what's going on and, um, instead of making, you know, trying to make a giant leap just bite-sized changes um, really help you, you know, achieve change easier. And um, it's hard for women um, or just individuals who are high productivity, you know, they are um, high achievers and, um, you know, wanting to start running isn't good enough they want to run a, a marathon right and so <laughs> we can do it because you know we're high achieving women um high achieving individuals but your body it, you know i just want to remind everybody be mindful be kind to your body um and 
and understand what's going on because change does bring stress into the life. And so um, you want to make sure that you're operating out of a rest state and that this change is good change. Um, and if you're mindful of that, you're, you get to keep this change. You won't give up on it, right? Um, and so that's that's my two cents on the holistic world and change. Just yeah. sell, yeah. Um, you know, small increment, really um, compound into something big uh, and you get to keep it. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of magic that happens in, the, in that like metamorphosis uh, things. And so just... Uh, stay the course. I know here at Implentiful, we've got, you know, great pods or squads of uh, supporters and community to make sure that you've got the motivation to keep staying the course. Because we all sometimes just need that little smile across the world or that motivational word that just made a difference. And so uh, we get it. And hopefully what you get out of this podcast is recognizing that um, it is normal to feel a little fatigue um, and fatigue sometimes will manifest out of discouragement. Don't fall for it. It's a trick. Uh, it's you're meant to be a little tired and um, and just know that what's going to happen is the next day it's going to be less fatigue. And then over time, it becomes a natural habit. And that's when you realize you just changed your brain. That's pretty cool. So um, but now I'm glad that we got to talk about this. I know this will be the last like neuro moment uh on our podcast but this was a fun one and hopefully if something resonated with you we'd love for you to share what about this you learned that you think you could take with you into your next habit change exercise um have questions we'd love to have them so please put them in the comments on the show and if you uh know somebody who is in that path of wanting to really hone into self-care because it's super important. We definitely urge that you let them know that we exist, bring them to our podcast, bring them to our website and plentiful.com and be a fan on social media, like bring them in, bring them in. We want to help as many women as possible. In fact, if you don't know, our mission is to help 1 million women bring self-care as a lifestyle consistently to themselves. Uh, it's a lofty but very worthy goal that we have because we do believe in the power of self-care and how it brings exponential impact into the overall community. Um, so hope you enjoyed your little neuro geek out with us. I'm happy Nancy actually asked for this conversation to be had and um, look forward to the next the next podcast. I am so thankful that you found yourself here today on this episode. And if you loved it, will you go leave us a five-star review so that this episode can find its way to someone just like you? Also, if you're looking for personalized support through coaching and community, I would really love for you to consider joining our Plenty Pot experience. And that is our monthly membership where we dive deep and apply what you've learned today together. And you can explore more about that on our website, which is implentiful.com, which you can also find in the show notes. And I wouldn't be doing justice if I didn't share that our mission is to help thousands of women build amazing self-care and well-being lifestyles for themselves, including you. 
And you can help us on this mission by sharing us with your friends, following us on social media, subscribing to this podcast, and of course, joining our free Plentiful membership. That membership's pretty awesome because it is an exclusive community of women all on different journeys, but are all coming together to do great things. But it also is a membership where you get like free perks and free benefits to really cool well-being experiences and a lot more. We would love nothing more but to see you there. So honestly, sincerely, thank you for pausing with me. And until next week, I really hope that you get plenty of opportunities to care for yourself well.